Live from the Fish Tank, it is your host, Ronnie, with another episode of the DSAC Fantasy Podcast. We'll have the commissioner on today to discuss the basketball season and do a little bit of a, a baseball preview. Uh, we do go over the awards. We together unveil Barry's uh, fan-voted awards. And then we do a little bit of a free agency talk at the end. So I hope uh, you guys enjoy this, and I hope the, the audio quality should be okay. I know Chris was using AirPods, um, and I know I uh, moved locations in my apartment midway through, so I hope that uh, all the audio comes out clear for that. So without further ado, let's get into uh, said interview. We got an hour and uh, 22 minutes with Chris. All right, and I welcome on now our uh, commissioner with us going into uh, basketball playoffs. Who better to have on to discuss uh what happened this season to discuss the recent uh, DSAC awards and to uh, preview the playoffs. So welcome back on, Chris. Hi. Hello. How's everyone doing? Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I just had a, yeah. had a nice big plate of chicken nuggets, as I had uh, mentioned to you previously. So. Yeah, you said you were going to bake some nugs, and then you disappeared for an hour. So. Anyway, yeah, and then... It's one of those things, like, I, I sent that, like, a half hour later. I'm like, you know, that could potentially mean something else if you were Dylan or Spencer. So, um, very much not the case. I am is very boring and milk toast outside of my uh, anger for fantasy sports, uh, as you guys would imagine. Yeah. That's, that's kind of not exciting at all, unfortunately. You just, like, sit in your, your apartment staring at a blank wall for six hours and you get no, uh, unless you want to count my laptop screen and my fantasy team is the blank wall. But... Okay. <laughs> do you have Do you have any wall art? Um. So these walls are actually like really hard to penetrate with like a nail or a pushpin. So like I don't have anything hanging, but like I do have some stuff kind of near the bottom, like leaning up against my walls. Okay. Well, that's yeah, kind of like hipster cool. Yeah. Like I I showed photos before. I have. On top of one of my windows, I have like the the very like middle aged mom decor, like it says like home, but the O is the LM state of Michigan. Um, uh, no. Let's see. On another wall here, I have um, homemade uh, version of Hulk Seven now, which is the retired number banner by Merlin. And I hand wrote the lyrics to a Led Zeppelin song on it. Were you like 16 when you did that? Uh, no, that would have been. I was st- still in my apartment in college, so I'd have been like maybe 20, 21. Okay, even worse. Uh, if you ever win this thing, overall, I'm going to send you miscellaneous wall art. That's what I'm going to do. No, I want the jer- I want the jersey. Well, of course, most of the jersey, but you're, you're, uh, that's what we do for everyone. Everyone's going to get a jersey. But the, the extra stuff, the random stuff, I'm going to send you Walmart if you can pull it off. <laughs> okay. I guess I do also have uh, two pennants hanging on my fridge with magnets. So a, a Fair State one and a University of Michigan one. <laughs> In addition to uh, Alex's Christmas card, which I haven't taken down yet. Yeah, yeah, that's actually still on my desk. That was, uh, my wife loved it. Yeah. Awesome. She, so, thought, she thought a neighbor did it and was like, we should go meet them. It's like, ah, they're <laughs> kind of far, these guys. 
So I was actually talking to Alex about this. Do you have it right in front of you? Yeah, I do, actually. So if you kind of look at it, like, not really, like, carefully, does uh, does a significant other almost kind of look like she has, like, a sniper rifle, like, on across her shoulders with her arms on top of it? Oh, I thought it was a gun. Now I'm looking at it closely, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's binoculars. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a gun. Yeah, like, you know, like, think about, like, your... <clears throat> Like a classic, like baseball pose, like putting your arms over the back yeah. of your shoulders. That's exactly what I thought it was. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that. Fucking, it's like the purge. Yeah. Which to me, honestly, sounded a lot cooler than just the the binoculars. Yeah. Alex did. Yeah, Alex did say, "Well, I guess I can kind of see that." But, oh, Alex, it's that's like the go-to. That's what I thought it was. That's what clearly Ron thought it. Anyway, so, uh, so basketball, huh? All right, I will uh, get up the the basketball sheet here, and we can uh, go over your words. And I believe uh, I have, I should have the berries in my DMs at the moment, so we can hit on the the DSAC awards, the the team and the MVPs and whatnot, and uh, then uh, reveal his. After I click on the the basketball sheet, not the baseball sheet, wondering why I'm seeing Shohei and Garrett Cole. Hey, I see you. There you are. Yeah, we got. Uh, I haven't put on the all rookie team. We just got that vote went through where rookies uh, will both go on here, and it'll also count for waiver wire players, which is great for me because Herbert Jones is now, I think, uh, all. Uh, all rookie for small forwards. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we may have to have Alex see if he can go back and pull like PR scores from last year. Yeah. To like uh, retroactively have, I mean, the draft pick is already awarded, but to have a yeah. all rookie team. Just have a, a record. Yeah, that'd be cool. So if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, Alex, uh, more work for you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do you want to start right. here? You want to start with the individual well, awards the, or the uh, team? The all all star. Well, let's go with the yeah, let's go with the all star team, right? It's the uh, the lesser of the major awards. It's yeah. Still important though. I mean, considering that my only reward here, award here comes from this, I would not say lesser, but whatever. <laughs> I liked how spread out it was amongst all the teams. I think I'm the only two timer on here, which is pretty great considering there's what it's like eleven yeah eleven, 11 positions. So that's great representation, so, which I guess you would expect, right? Everyone has a first-round pick. Hopefully, the pick is pretty good. Well, as I kind of mentioned, there were some uh, questionable picks ahead of uh, Nikola Jokic in yeah. our draft. Uh, Zion, I think, went third overall. <laughs> Oof, yeah, poor Brett. Yeah, he's a gone. Mistake right there. Yeah. Of course, how did he know he was going to get injured again? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, still, taking the third is still a bit aggressive, even. Yeah. No, I agree. Him. Yeah. So starting at the top, we have, and I'll let you kind of run through this. I want to. I want to hear you say this. Uh, the number one point guard, obvious, Steph Curry, that belongs go. to Ronald James. What's your middle name? Elizabeth. No. Nope. Uh, Schindler. Yeah. Ronald See, James Elizabeth I'm kind Schindler. of disappointed you, you went Ronald James and then you didn't finish it with Dio. I'm sorry. I hope you get that reference. I hope someone gets that reference. Ronnie James Dio, James. Uh, singer of, uh, well, he just, Dio was a solo band. He did some Black Sabbath stuff. He's the guy who invented, like, the devil horns, like the rock and roll devil horns. Oh, 
does does he get credit for that? As far as inventing, I know, he does. I think it's like him inventing put up, putting up two fingers. That's pretty cool. Like him and his grandma. I think. <laughs> uh, shooting guard, Demar Derozan, fantastic pickup by yours truly. Um, huge, huge acquisition for uh, us moving forward in the season, but I'm not sure if it will work out. Uh, next up at small forward, we have uh, LeBron James or Paolo. Um, I'm not sure if Paolo really set his lineups for half the season there whenever Toby was hidden for them in New York, but LeBron, once again, great. Uh, how do you feel about the old man, the old man James? Uh, I mean, I'm on record of not being a fan of him, but is what it is. He had a good season. Is he deserves the recognition. Is it his hairline or that Taco Tuesday? Uh, what is it? Zoom? No, I, I just, as someone who is a fan of both the Pistons and the Warriors, I've just had my fair share of losing to him, and I don't like the way he handles himself as a basketball player. LeBron the Human is yeah. terrible. Yeah, LeBron the Human is all right. Like, I don't mind him. I think he does some good things, but uh, LeBron, the basketball player, I, really annoys me. Next up, Jason Tatum to Alex. Uh, I love Tatum as a player. And, of course, our MVP this year at center for Nate, Nikola Jokic, 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 the Joker. I use the same picture because it cracked me up. Yeah, MVP it's a good photo. Uh, secondary to nut at center is Carl Anthony Towns. Another great season for him. On well, I guess the Timberwolves are actually doing well this year. They lost to the Mavs last night by two in an ugly game, but I still uh, can't wrap my head around that. Like I'm, I'm still conditioned to think, oh, the Timberwolves. Oh yeah, they're like not a great team. No, they're like a few games above 500. Yeah, I was about to say that uh, they suck this season, but then I remembered, hey, they have the same record as the Mavs essentially. <laughs> I've been pretty good lately. Uh, Trey Young to Mike, formerly Dylan. Um, he's been absolutely great this year as well, especially lately with uh, double-digit assists, I think, in his last six or seven games. Uh, Embiid to Barry, who was formerly a Dylan player. I don't know why he traded him for basically nothing. That was, that was a pretty big gift to Barry. I was yeah, I had uh, I had discussed Embiid with him, but I'm like, I didn't know. I don't think we had enough like common ground to to go on. It doesn't doesn't help when like my two probably biggest trade pieces would be Steph and Cade, and those are two guys I'm very much on record of not wanting to move. Yeah, yeah but for especially yeah, yeah, but Sangoon I and two two first yeah. absurd. On my end, though, I also kind of didn't really think that. Uh, Embiid would be enough for me to like not just make the playoffs, but to like you know be a contender. Like I thought, yeah. if if you just plopped Embiid on my team, even without removing any other players, like do it, does that team beat Alex? Uh, I don't know. Probably not, but you know injuries being that they are who knows. Um, but Keith has Robert Williams, who's a blocks machine and obviously great at field goal percentage, and. uh the second repeat for here uh, for me is uh, Dejounte Murray, who I love, and finally gets some recognition and well deserved. Yeah, I, I remember I had to DM you, kind of asking you, like, "Hey, like, I know I don't know a whole lot about basketball, but like, 
Did you think DeJounte Murray was going to be like this good, or are you also happily surprised? I would say, yeah, happily surprised for the most part. I, I thought he was more of a like a like a seventeen five and six kind of guy, which is a little bit less than what he's doing now. But he's been basically a triple double machine, almost getting what, two steals a game on top of it. So um, I am very very happy with what he's turned into. He's been really a primary part of my success this year. And I guess while we're here, I can also point out that as far as I can tell, there are only uh, three uh, two-time All-Star team members, Steph, Tatum, and Jokic. So just something for for me, Alex, and uh, Nathan to be happy about. Well, good for you all. I mean, that's that's a nice accomplishment. Y'all coached them up. Y'all developed them. And now you're seeing the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Right. Well, rookie well, of the year, LaMelo Ball, I think that's, he ran away with that. Um, obviously not the real rookie in the NBA, but for our purposes, which is really the only important purpose. Yeah, I, I forgot he wasn't called up, so I was like really happy. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I got Cade. He's probably the, you know, the best uh, point guard rookie, probably behind Mobley in the PR, which he is. But then uh, yeah. Alex is like, uh, no, LaMelo wasn't called up with. Oh, he gave a pretty good gif for that too. I think it's like uh, someone like slowly laughing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, ball twenty points, seven rebounds, a little over seven assists, uh, two stacks a game. He's been incredible. Uh, did you think he'd be this good coming out of the loins of Lamar Ball? Uh, I, I think you probably remember enough of uh, the conversations we had in the group chat when Dylan was still here about me very much being out on ball. So, yeah. um, no, I did not. He was I, drafted, I think, was it third overall, fourth overall? Third uh, overall, I think, behind. I think it was fourth because it went Wiseman, Avdia, I think then Edwards. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Edwards was a good pick, too. There's only, really only one player there that didn't pan out. I would say two. two. Wiseman's been pretty bad. Well, yeah, he, he's already halted again because of swelling in his knee. Wow, Greg Oden right there. Um, yeah, Let's see, rookie draft. Yeah, Edwards was third. Wiseman, Abdia, Edwards, Ball, Halliburton, Toppin, Okongwu, Hayes, Vassell, Okoro, Anthony, Bay, Naismith, and Carol Lewis was your first round. Yeah, which really curious only there because I wanted to get uh, a cheaper pick, I think. Yeah. Or cheaper cheaper price for Patrick Williams, who has also been injured. Yeah, I, I do and like I, that about picking at the, at the turn like that. You can kind of plan for, like, extensions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I did, too. And uh, the value MVP, I'd like to say, is another, another Dander Yip and Herbert Jones. I don't know. I was kind of surprised to see he was there. I think he was barely above Jordan Poole. Right now, it's actually going to be really above him. Poole just scores so much, man. Yeah, I guess I was, goal percentage combined with stocks has been fantastic for its value. Yeah, I was disappointed that Poole didn't get it. Like, I understand the PR score, but th- this, I mean, what you think is what you think. And, like, I'm not going to try to tell you you're wrong, but, like, it just feels weird to me that, like, a wave lawyer pickup is, is, like, included in value because they have, like, a fixed salary and because sometimes it's more luck than the skill of drafting and signing contracts. Like, even for Anthony Simons. I didn't pick up Simons expecting Lillard to get Lillard to get surgery. 
Like I just kind of yeah. got lucky that I was holding the bag when Lillard went out of the knife. Like I was probably a week or two away from dropping him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, whenever lucky the, uh, the award was considered, it was the idea was actually not pretty much a pickup. I just called it value MVP with the idea that you know a, a lesser drafted or signed player would also be a part of that. Um, normally, it's not that close. Like obviously, it wouldn't surprise me if Pool had won. Like they played one extra game, Pool pulls ahead. They probably he also you know. I'd give him that position. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations to everyone who had a player there. All right. And then after that, I think we can uh, kind of do uh, some of my berries. As of right now, somehow Barry started sending me these um, 16 minutes ago, but I've only gotten two of the awards, two of the four. Is what it is. I did. Uh, I did. He did have to come back to me for an extra player because I gave him one that wasn't his list. So he should have been on that list. Yeah, I kind of uh, suggested that a certain player be on a certain category, and then when he revised it, the player was on the list, but for a different category. <laughs> Which, oh well. So the first one that I have from him is the uh, the rising star. The nominees were Jalen Brunson, Tyler Hero, Darius Garland. Gary Trent Jr., Tyrese Maxey, and Jordan Poole. Uh, the, this, is, this is for players who are 25 and under, correct? I don't know if he had certain criteria on them. I think he just kind of went for younger players who are kind of like on the, on, on the up, but not necessarily like the best value MVP because that was a separate yeah. category. So the, uh, the last here was uh, Jalen Brunson comes in dead last. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Poole comes in fifth, which a little disappointed to see that, but okay. Gary Trent Jr. Uh, in fourth place. Tyler Hero in third. Tyrese Maxey in second, which him being a rookie is a little, a DSAC rookie lease is a little, yeah. I don't know. Rising star, but a rookie. Almost kind of like how like a rookie can't win most dent, most improved kind of stuff. And then uh, winner, of course, as you can figured out by process of elimination, uh, Darius Garland. Which is probably why he created this list in the first place, to be honest. We'll see how how, uh, how the players he chose affects him being here, but he will go. I ask him if I can get the other two real quick, <laughs> because we're going to fly through this other one before we even get the third one. All right, we have the value MVP up next. The nominees were uh, Cam Johnson, Herbert Jones, Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, Darius Basley, and Reggie Jackson. The uh, sixth place finisher was Darius Basley. The fifth place finisher was uh, Bobby Schmurda himself, Reggie Jackson. Uh, fourth place, for, okay, before I go to fourth place, like the whole Bobby Smurda thing, like if you haven't seen it, it's it's kind of like I vaguely am aware of who Bobby Smurda is, but I guess he kind of looks like Reggie Jackson. And when Reggie was still a piston, people were chanting that at him, and he did like a, a certain dance that I guess Smurda does when he was at the free throw line. He does actually look a decent bit like him. Yeah, so if, if I know I've made the joke a couple of times, so that that's kind of what it stems from. Was, 
he he kind of was was uh called that as a joke and he kind of went with it. It's kind of funny. But I'll have to freaking out like Kevin Grant did and all his Olympic names. Or uh or Russell Westbrook, you know, the guy who uh was so against Reggie Jackson being in Oklahoma City in the first place. Uh, if it, it feels feels kind of kind of funny that Reggie is now the better player. Reggie has had a really like surprisingly good season. Remember I saw him on this list I was I was like, why? And then I went to the woods all had many teams. 17, 4 and 4, 17, 4 and 5 basically. Um, that's pretty impressive. I did not realize he was even getting minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers don't exactly have a whole lot. Uh, especially with George and Len Leonard on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, fourth place was Cameron Johnson. Third place uh, was Herbert Jones. Understandable. He doesn't score. I think awards like this kind of, when it comes to popularity, lean more towards players who score a lot, you know, which is why I was surprised he was ranked so high in the uh, player right here. Yeah. Uh, second place, Anthony Simons who, I mean, had a really good year. I mean, the injuries lately, I guess, they haven't really been for too long in the grand scope of the season. That dragged him down a little bit. And that leaves the winner as uh, Josh Hart for your value MVP. That is surprising. Um, I didn't I didn't realize he was so popular. Like, I like Josh Hart. He's been really good this season. Um, I would have thought Anthony Simons was going to take it. Like, yeah, let's, possibly over Jones. But yeah, let's see what Josh you. Hart's line is. So Josh Hart, good. I think I voted for him. His second, fifteen seven four, a steal, one point four threes, over fifty percent from the field. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, that's quite good. And I think it's career year numbers for him, actually, especially with all the time in Portland now. Simons was uh, seventeen two point six four, uh, three threes, and forty four percent from the field. But that also includes like the first like month or two where Lillard and McCollum are both still there. Yeah, he got very little way of usage. He, he he put up some really good numbers for me when he when he was the lone guy there though. That was that was surprising. Who drafted I, him? Did I draft him initially? I don't think so, but I know I drafted him in another league. I was really high on him. He's another guy where somebody I feel like drafted I'm, like two or three years too early. And by the time I failed, it's like Paolo everyone else hops on board. Paolo did in round 11. Okay. Paolo also drafted Robert Williams after that. And then Josh Hart in round 15 and Cameron Johnson in round 16. So uh, Gosh, Imagine if he had kept his player. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a playoff. Yeah, so he drafted all those guys after Jabari Parker. Ooh, I don't think he's playing right now. In China, is he actually playing? I don't know. He's got to be somewhere. I think. He's in Boston with less than two minutes a game and hasn't played the last 20. So, no. All right. I have, China is probably closer. All right. I have another one. We have uh, the rookie of the year here. Uh, okay, this one went about as expected. Rookie of the year nominees were Cade Cunningham, Lamelo Ball, Isaiah Jackson, which I guess was a bit of a surprise that Isaiah Jackson was on here. Yeah. I feel like he's been kind of ass. Uh, 
Well, for, for fantasy, I, I think there's something there um, in real life. Uh, Evan, okay. Evan Mobley was the fourth, and Davion Mitchell was the fifth, who also kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Um, so Davion Mitchell came in last with the designation of no votes. <laughs> wow, someone actually voted for Isaiah Jackson. That's even more surprising. Yeah, and Jackson obviously comes in fourth place, as you probably could have imagined. And then it kind of has what we talked about with the, the DSAC, like the one that goes into the draft pick. Cade is third, which, fair. He missed some time with the ankle yeah. injury. And then because he didn't have a preseason, he kind of had to get up to speed during the season. Growing yeah, pains and all that. Uh, Evan Mobley in second, which is about right with how good he did. A, a very steady player, too. He never really yeah. like, popped off. But you could count on him for like a double-double-ish and then good stocks. There was a time I thought about making a trade for him following Sabonis, but I never did uh, broach Tom with that potential scenario. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why Tom would want to get rid of one of the centerpieces of his uh, DSAC official uh, best center group in basketball. I think Sabonis would still keep him up there. Yeah, maybe. And then Rookie of the Year award, obviously, uh, goes to Lamella Ball. Which, yep, second-year player. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, okay, question for you here. Is Isaiah Jackson even the best Isaiah among the rookie uh, candidates here? Or would you rather have Isaiah Stewart on this list? Uh, probably Stewart. I don't know why Jackson is on here. I I mean, I guess someone had to lose, right? So I guess why not Isaiah yeah. Jackson, who yeah. averages 14 minutes a game and uh, – I think with five rebounds, shoot 65% of the line. I guess lately he's gotten some, some run before getting hurt, but yeah, yeah he was, uh, I think he lost. But still, good better than Davion Mitchell, who should, you know, he finally has a chance to go off here with Halliburton gone. He hasn't really taken, I guess lately, last week he's been pretty good, but before that he's just been under trash. Yeah, and then, uh, what I was going to say here is, like, Jackson's inclusion is definitely, like, when you're watching wrestling and there's, like, a multi-man match, and, like, one of the guys just isn't quite of the same, like, caliber as the others, and then you realize, oh, well, somebody's got to eat the pin so that the good guys don't, like, take a loss. You get, like, yeah, someone's got to take the chair to the face over yeah. and over. Yeah. He's there to protect, like, Mobley, Ball, and Kate so they don't have to get pinned. <clears throat> All right, uh... All right, and I think we might have. Okay, cool. We do have the uh, the MVP voting here. So the nominees were Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Yoel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young, and Steph Curry. Uh, sixth place is uh, Trey Young with the other uh, no 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 votes uh, designation. Uh, fifth place, and this is where I take offense. Steph Curry. Yeah, I did not have him as my fifth as my fifth place. I think yeah. I had him second or third. Actually. He was still third on the season long player rater, even with his slump. Everybody. Yeah, he's incredible. Like even someone who wasn't very, as you know as good as he could be is still like head and shoulders better than like everybody else. Like he was second until Towns went off in the last couple weeks. Anti Ron Bias, perhaps. Maybe. 
I wouldn't put it past people. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty salty league. Yeah. Um, fourth place, uh, the aforementioned Carl Anthony Towns, who was second on the player Raider. Uh, third place, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And second place, Joel Embiid. So I'm glad to see the voters didn't mess this one up because Nikola Jokic is your fan-voted MVP. GM Awards. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he was far and away the best player. Uh, if he wasn't first in the in the GM Awards, then I think I would just put him there anyway. Let Barry call call out protests. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, like his. I think he was like four, like whole PR points or so ahead of second place. Yeah, it, it was head and shoulders incredible. Like I like I get it if you want to do the. Uh, well, which team was actually in the playoffs kind of thing and, and how, how valuable that is, but, man, Jokic was just too yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, imagine having the best player in the league and not making the playoffs. That's kind of embarrassing. Well, imagine having the third best player and not making the playoffs in two straight years. Yeah, that's even more embarrassing, really. Mm. All right, well, now that we kind of stalled to get all the, uh, the Barry Awards here, we can do uh, – and thank you to everyone for voting. Yes, for sure. We had a pretty good turn, turnaround on that. I mean, getting L14 people in in one day, pretty good. So I guess before we get into the playoff preview here, I did kind of want to uh, to broach the subject of uh, what are some things that maybe like surprised you or you felt like were worthy talking points about the regular season here as we head into the playoffs? Um, I, I think... What Keith has done is kind of incredible. He's, he's, he's a trade maestro. The dude does so much. He's subsidizing half the league as it is in multiple <laughs> sports. <laughs> uh, I did not get a part of that, um, but it is incredible. He has like 50, I think like 50 million or something like that out to other people, uh, which doesn't seem entirely, yeah, 54 and a half million, 40 million next year. Is that basketball? Yeah, that's basketball. That's a hundred million cap. Oh my God. <laughs> incredible. Um, so I think everyone should send him a, a thank you letter for helping them out. Um, hopefully there's a low interest loans because that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, war bonds. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the standings here. What surprised me? Um, you know, Mike did a really good job taking over. I believe it was Dylan's old team. Yeah. Dylan had a pretty strong team to begin with, but just they needed some TLC. Yeah, it did. Uh, was it Mike or was it Murph who, I mean, the last few weeks of actually setting lineups has been a, a complete turnaround? I think it was I think it was Mike. Yeah, like, I, I think, well, Murph has put some good results up too, but I think Mike has been in particular. I'll pull up his, his schedule here real quick. I mean, just it just shows goes to show that setting your lineups, especially for something like basketball, where we're in categories and probably really close, how important that is. Yeah, here here's Mike's last last seven weeks in reverse order, so most recent to oldest, uh, seven to two, five to four, a four to five loss to Murph, six to three, eight to one, eight to one, a three five one loss to yours truly, and then a seven to two win. So there's and that was probably around the time that he took over to matchup fourteen. That'd be mid, mid, yeah, mid-January, so probably. 
So yeah, that's one, two, three, four of, sorry, that's eight on seven. I can't count. Yeah, so that's half of his matchups where he won seven or eight games. Pretty good. Yeah, congratulations. And of course, Barry uh, Storm, Stormberg. I think he said he was, what, 11th in November. Although November is quite early in the season. But yeah. He's had uh, a really good year. All the way up into second, taking over Josh's spot. Who I know has had some injury issues, but uh, yeah, good for Barry on that. I think last year on a podcast, I said that he would be extremely an extremely good team if healthy and now we're seeing the result of that yeah he's had some good health a couple good uh uh i don't want to say necessarily breakouts but some big improvements here uh rj barrett has had some really good scoring games he's still not as high in the pr as denny avdia i mean but, <laughs> but hey i mean rj can score uh the trade for Embiid, obviously darius garland oh, yeah. took, a, took a big step that, this year that gift, that gift. Yeah, I mean, Garland's been really good. The one thing I will say, and I've I've said this about him before in the chat, and but this is what mainly bugs me, is that it kind of upsets me that he's in second place because Delano Banton and Kessler Edwards are not – they shouldn't be on a team in a 20-team league. I mean, he's had <laughs> yeah, that for most of the year. Like, he's handicapping himself. Delano Banton will not be in the NBA in two years. There's no future for him. He, he played – so I, when I was doing the uh, the – the recaps for this. He 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 played like five minutes for Baron Barry's lineup last week. So yeah, his the last five Clippers games or Raptors games, sorry, he's played four, zero, six, zero, and five minutes. He scored a four points. <laughs> well don't let him know that. He might actually sub him out. And really give us give whoever's in the second round some some trouble since I don't think I'll be there. Another foreshadowing. <laughs> Yeah, you might. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else here in the standings? Um, honestly, like nothing really about the playoff picture here really surprises me. Um, I, yeah, did, I tend to agree. I mean, it's. I think there's really a, a delineation of good teams versus that aren't going to make the playoffs. And that pretty much showed, I think, this year. Yeah, there's like well, maybe like seven or eight teams who I think, you know, had like pretty decent chances. Yeah. Um, I mean, seven teams had over 100 wins. Yep. I mean, I, I 100 we, wins and, and not making the playoffs. Yeah. 54.5%. Yeah, I guess we can we can hit on this now because I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear about. And you're not going to get into recaps. I'm not going to dwell on my own matchups here. Don't worry about <laughs> that. So, um, but yeah. Uh, a game and a half out. If I had one more block, or if Murph had one fewer steal last week, or a week prior, if I had had two more three pointers. So, like, pretty much if the Warriors did not rest uh, like eight or nine days ago, like last Monday, I'm in the playoffs. But they had a they had a back to back, and it was on the road, so I don't think like all the all the good guys didn't go. Are you going to like playoff watch and see how your team would have done up against Josh? Oh, 100 percent. I would have won, man. I would have won. I, I did it last last year in baseball. In baseball, I would have won. If I had gotten past Spencer in baseball last year, my team would have beat Josh. Wow. Like, if, if I would have gotten past Spencer, I would have been in the finals of baseball last year. And then you would have been in the running for overall champion this year. Yep, and then Alex would have blown the doors off me in the finals of baseball, and it wouldn't have been close. <laughs> but I would have been a little <laughs> higher in the, in the all-sport, yeah. 
Um, I, I guess Paolo might be a little bit surprised being that far down. Because Paolo does yeah. that does finish the year in dead last. Sean's effort or immaculate effort to tank was uh, thwarted by Paolo just not setting lineups. Yeah. And he's got who is that? Russell Westbrook bringing bring him down. Kind of in the in, in well, the percentages anyway. He's you know, yeah, thirty third point guard, I guess that's not great for Russ. Then I think he had that's uh, Sean who has Andre Drummond to that contract laying him down. Yeah. But I think I think if you know Paolo's workload is lighter next year that we're gonna see him competing for potentially competing for a playoff spot again because he does have a he still has LeBron, he still has Julius Randle, he still has Westbrook who does put up decent counting stats. Halliburton. Uh, Halliburton looks great. I, I kinda shot him out last week, but Marvin Bagley's been pretty good for the Pistons. thought that if he could have stayed healthy at the beginning of his career that he would have developed into a pretty good 15 and 10 type player uh, which we see whenever he's healthy that's kind of what he is uh, and if he can add you know a three-point shot I think the Pistons might have have something there a nice little rehab project because what better place to be than the Pistons to rehab a player's value yeah and I don't even know if he necessarily has to develop a three-point shot like a lot of his value just comes from being really good at the rim. So like if he can just really post up, get some rebounds and like improve his defense a little bit, like that's all the Pistons need. Like from him. Yeah. I don't want to say that's all they, that's not all they need as a team. Obviously they need a lot more, <laughs> but yeah. from, from him in general, just play to your strengths. Don't try to be something you're not. Although the one thing I will say here about Paolo's team before we move on is he still is a donut team. He still has no center. Like Wagner. He's got Moritz Wagner. Yeah, Wagner, Hartenstein, Dwayne Dedman, Isaiah Roby, Dwight Howard. Like, there's not, yeah, not that's really pretty, a whole lot there. That's pretty bad. And that's at, centers are important too for your field goal percentage, your blocks, your rebounds. They they Tom can really, is hoarding them all. Yeah, they can really hit on a lot of a lot of key categories for you. That's why I think you see. That's why Dylan, I think, was in particular, was so big on on Wiseman last year in the rookie draft. Which is yeah, absolutely. How, how, how Wiseman, I think he could hit free throws too. He's pretty decent free throw shooter, which is yeah. Uh, it's almost a unicorn in and of itself. Yeah, you know, maybe one day if all goes well, he can be as about as valuable as Jonas Valanciunas has been. But we'll uh, we'll have to see. To be fair, Jonas did hit eighty two percent from the line this year. Kind of Valanciunas, yeah, yeah. Valanciunas is great. Uh, it, it, I feel like every year it's like, oh, he's he's good now, but next year, you know, he's he's just not going to be very impactful. But he keeps producing and getting better. Um, I really like, I really like JV. Yeah, like there was the game where he had like seven threes. That was crazy. Yeah, that was dirty. All right. Uh, I guess is that all the storylines here before you want to go into the recap or the play, the preview rather? Uh yeah, I've got no major recaps from, or no major storylines from basketball that come to mind. I mean, Alex has been dominant throughout. Um, yeah. Did he even lose a game? Lose a matchup this year? I don't think he did. I think I I, 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 I came close like once. But yeah, yeah all all once again. <laughs> 
he had three he had three five fours to start off the year against you, Josh, and Ping. And then the closest anyone else ever got after that was me and Murph both at five to three to one. So he pretty much went most of the season with six, seven, or eight victories. He never nine owed anybody. Probably because of the turnovers. Yeah, just absolutely dominant. And I think you got to think he's going to win it this year, right? He's got to be the favorite for sure. Not yeah. just in terms of uh, record, but just his team right now. Who he has sat, by the way. He's resting all his players this week by sitting them all on the bench. <laughs> okay, so I, I know that's a good strategy in Yahoo because I know with Yahoo stuff, especially with football, like you can. Uh, like still drop players if they're even if they're playing if they're on your bench. So like yeah, the, the idea that's is, why I hated Yahoo. Yeah, I hated that. So for everyone who doesn't know, like you just bench all your guys if you have a bye week. Let's say player X gets hurt in the middle of the game, you can drop him and, and immediately grab someone else who hasn't played yet. And you can kind of manipulate a team like that so you don't get locked in down to wait for waivers. Which is bullshit. Because some days I feel like you're for watching football time. Worrying about whether or not you could pick up a dude off off the waiver wire. Yeah, and then I, I do obviously I'm well on on record for having my own issues with how ESPN handles uh, injuries and lineup blocks and stuff. But eh, I don't think we need to rehash that on this podcast again. You'll hear enough from you over the course of the season because I'm sure it'll affect me again. Oh yeah, I hope so because that is one of my favorite things. You just yeah. raging about the system. Yeah, because all my West Coast players they don't get they don't update their health until their games, but you have the one game starts like noon, and then no nobody knows anything about anybody else. Yeah. It's dumb. That's a fair criticism. All right, so the first uh, first matchup here, uh, well, let, let's finish on you. Or, <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, Not again. No longer in college. Let's... Uh, Let's do your match a blast. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a better way to phrase that. Yeah. Um, so that means we the can whale start. versus the bats. Yeah, the three seed and the six seed. So currently, Josh is up five to four right now. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's uh, that's as close as Mark is going to get. To be honest, uh, I think Josh is going to run. Even though Josh is missing, uh, I think it's Anthony Davis. Uh, Murph, yeah, and he has to have all guys going, and he's not gonna have that. He's not gonna have Morant on Wednesday. He's not gonna have Bojan on Wednesday. He has no Kemba. Uh, Seth Curry, the lesser Curry, will potentially miss time. Uh, and Josh is just so dominant across the board. I think, yeah, particularly particularly assistance deals, like yeah, doing the recaps. I notice that Josh's team is usually at the top of those. I think yeah, yeah. and uh, I went through their last the last three weeks just to kind of get an idea of how the teams are doing lately. Because you know, season long, if the team is healthy, beginning of the year, they can stack up categories and kind of get into as the year goes on. But last three weeks, Josh would have won six two one five four and six three. Oof, um, tough, that's a tough task for me. I don't see a path of victory for Murph. I think at best by four if he gets both percentages, turnovers, and maybe blocks. Um, last I saw, Josh was already up by nine steals after a day. Yeah, and that's with Murph having uh, Matisse Tybel, who uh, yeah. notably wrecked my playoff hopes. 
with a, a three steal four block game on Sunday. That is just like a week after he had a six steal two block game. <laughs> Jeez. He's insane. But you know, I mean, I like I like Mer's team overall. It's just he's got such a tough matchup with yeah. Josh. I think Josh is the defending champ, so you can't really you can't really fault him for losing the first round. Yeah, and I will say this though, like as, as Murph has kind of gotten a little more used to basketball, because admittedly even less of a fan than I was uh, when he first started. It, like if he feels you know a lot more comfortable next year, he starts making some moves. I can see there's already a pretty strong foundation here from Spencer. Absolutely, uh, Morant, Miles Bridges, Wendell Carter has been Siakam. surprisingly very solid. Uh, I think he he does have Siakam, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely think he has. Uh, a good base there for another playoff run for sure. I want your take on, on this this opinion I have. Let's see if you agree on this. Is it just me or is like Wendell Carter like the most like boring starting center you can have in this league? Yeah, it's just a double double. I think yeah, I can't think it's fair. I guess as a, as one of the major starters. Uh, I was hoping he'd have more of a three point game every his first coming out, but that hasn't quite that hasn't quite uh come to fruition. Well, never mind, I take that back. It was over three games, so it's pretty good. Uh, you'd like to see more blocks, but yeah, he's just your typical double double fifteen and ten. You're happy with that. Although the one thing I will say that I am envious about Merce team is the excitement that like his players can bring on highlights. Like having Josh and Miles Bridges on the same team, yeah. that's a lot of fun. It, it, like, it doesn't, yeah, well, doesn't necessarily translate to being good. But fun. like when you have guys who can like just detonate on people on dunks, that's a lot more fun than not. Yeah, I definitely lost that Miles Bridges trade with Spencer. Uh, what I was do, that trade again? I don't remember I, what that was. I traded uh, Bridges for OG and oh, second. Oh, right. Yeah. Which first year, I mean, looked all right for both of us. I liked Bridges. I liked what he could do, but really really big on OG, but yeah, one can't stay healthy. Two, I mean Bridges has just really gone off ever since especially this this year, which has just been incredible. Yeah. All right, I guess we can move on now to the four or five matchup, you and Mike. And this this is currently five to three to one in favor of Mike. Sorry, I lost you there. Someone was coming to my front door. Very good. The front the front door has seen a lot of action uh, in this pod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my my roommate, she's going in and out. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen a chance. Uh, healthy, I think I'd, I'd probably win 6-3, but if we just look at the teams as they stand now, um, I'm so injured. I've lost Sabonis for, for the rest of the year. I've like, lost Turner for the rest of the year. Luca is out for, be, for the next game. I did not know that. What's that? Luca is out for the next game. I did not know that. Yeah, Luca. Luca's out for the next game. Uh, Fox is out for the next game. No homes for the rest of the year. OG is going to miss this the rest of this matchup most likely. So has uh, has has Kenridge played since you added him? Nope. <laughs> immediately, immediately <laughs> to the IL. <laughs> like I don't mean to laugh, but that's. Incredibly fortunate. I was, I was feeling so good about that addition, and then he immediately gets hurt. Yeah, because didn't you add him against me? Because I had had him. Yeah, I had a few yeah, games. And then you got sure him in immediately to play me, and then just nothing. 
So congratulations to Mike. Uh, I think you've got this first round matchup. Unless Demar can go, I think Demar is the one who did you man in that matchup too. So DeRozan and Didi give me that same sort of uh, performance that he did against you. I might have a chance, but I don't even think Fox is going to play this week. So I should rely on like Drew Eubanks to step it up. Well, at least we have certainty about Fox, and it's not an NFT of Fox where you won't have any certainty about if well, you know what's going on with him. Oh, I don't even have certainty. It's day to day. He went with the team uh, on the road trip, supposed to not, but he's already missed two games. He's gonna miss tonight, so he's just gonna be. He might just be a constant DTD and just take up a, a spot that I can't replace him with, like like Jordan McLaughlin get three and four from him. Yeah. And honestly, like I, I, I guess I kind of noticed this, but Demar has been a little bit more like what you would expect from Demar these last couple weeks. Uh, twenty six, oh, yeah, twenty six, nineteen, twenty five, twenty one, twenty five, thirty six, twenty three, twenty nine, twenty two, and eighteen uh, since the twenty eighth of February. So he's, he's yeah. the, the scoring is about more to where you would expect. It's not hovering around thirty points per game or thirty five points game, whatever it was for like a month and a half there. Yeah, he did. He did shoot seventy eight percent last night. That was nice to see, which carried us for uh, Lugans five for seventeen, where he eventually hurt himself. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Uh, something I'm kind of noticing now. I did not realize that your options at big were Drew Eubanks, Jackson Hayes, and Jermichael Green. Um, yeah. It's not great. Yeah, I, I lost a center. I have to add a center and hope that I actually have this this uh, little thing go through, which it may not. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Green has not, or Jermichael has not been all that great. I know I kind of rostered him a little bit last year. And he was, like, all right. But, yeah, but lately he's been trash. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm shot, which is unfortunate because whenever you miss the playoffs, I start to feel really good about my team's chances of at least getting past the first round and maybe capturing that overall. But uh, the moment Sabonis went down and I saw Fox's injury designation, I knew it was, it was over. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Uh, on Mike's side, though, he does have a lot of rookies up still. I feel like that's something to talk about. Mike being very um, aggressive with his call ups. Yeah, Kuminga, he's up. I think he sent down a row. Um, Suggs was up for right a little now. bit. But he's, I mean, I was looking at uh, how they've done this past week, and SGA has actually been the best. I think the best guard in the league of the last week. Um, so that's a huge boost for him. Trey Young is healthy. Ben Lee healthy. Michael Bridges healthy. He does lose Gary Trent Jr. potentially for a game, but I think I think he'll be okay. I yeah. Survive. I'm just now kind of realizing the ramifications of me not pushing for Mitchell Robinson harder from Keith. Um, could have helped me out oh, the last just, week. <laughs> all those blocks that he got, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although he does also have Nick Claxton in a, a prominent role as a big, so that should be at least, and Brooke Lopez. So those two should at least cancel out a little bit with what you have. But uh, Mitchell Robinson and Brandon Clark, I guess, are probably the two best bigs in this matchup. Yeah, that's, that's well, Jackson, Jackson Hayes has been pretty good, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess I didn't yeah, realize he was... Hayes, out for the apes. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize Hayes was still getting so many minutes. Because I've been rostering, obviously, Valanchunas, but I've had uh, Hernan Gomez for the last couple weeks, too. 
And like he's been getting a lot of run too. So I guess I just assumed that Hayes was kind of like the odd man out there. But I guess he's seen a lot of time with the four. I think Hernan's been playing a bit of small forward. He's been in that rotation a bit. Oh God! Can you imagine a lineup of Hernan Gomez, Hayes, and Valanciunas? So tall and so slow. That's like that's like when the Pistons thought it was a good idea to run Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, and Andre Drummond, but worse or but better. Sorry. Yeah, if you ever want to look back at like a, a guy who really got the bag and dropped off, uh, Josh Smith. The greatness that was Josh Smith with the Hawks. I love Josh Smith. Yeah, uh, the Pistons immediately went on a big run when he got waived. Like he got waived like a year into like a five-year deal. Let me see if yeah, I... he he just had a face of someone who didn't want to be there. Like, thank you for the money. I am not going to play basketball. Let's see. It, okay, it doesn't say how long he signed the deal for. But, oh, oh okay, it kind of does. So he signed the, oh, my God. No, no that's, that's bio payments. Okay, he signed like a four- or five-year deal with Detroit, and he got waived midway through the second year of it. He was shooting 39.1% from the field. And he was taking... Um, 14 shots a game. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that's uh, not great. It's pretty sad because with the Hawks, he was, I think he was like a, like a 17 point score with four stocks. Really strong rebound and assist numbers. Yeah, from, let's see, this is a, a seven year span. He averaged 16.8. 8.5 and 3.5 with 1.4 steals, 2.1 blocks, shooting 47% from the field. That's really good. Yeah. That's like first or second round redraft value. I, th- I think. So, yeah, so I think we're both on the same page here that we both think it's going to be Josh and Mike advancing here then. Yeah, I, I, without a doubt. I don't think it's. I don't think Murph and I are just kind of screwed. We're just going to enjoy the, the ass beat. It's nice to be here. Let me say that. It's nice to be here. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather I'll, I'll be take here your word for it. Here, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm sure you would. Mike will have to take on Alex. Um, that'll be that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Alex is pretty injured, but he's no, also no, pretty no. dominant. Er, yeah, because you are the four. That's right. I don't. After I don't that. think ESPN. Um, Reseeds. I could be wrong on that. I, they, that could be completely wrong. I don't think that, they I do. Think. I don't think they do. So I, I, I have to remember it's going to be supposedly the the winner of the four seed matchup will face the first seed. Yeah. Because that's that, that, that threw me for a loop too. Because it took me a second to realize that if I had been in the playoffs and I had beaten Josh, I would be playing Barry and not you. Or, sorry, Barry and not Alex. This might me being the six seed. Yeah. But. All right, well, I think that's a pretty – I hope that's a pretty good basketball discussion for everybody else. Um, while I have you here, like we did have uh, baseball for agency. I'm not going to go into it necessarily too much with you. I do have more future plans for more in-depth uh, content with that. But while I have you here, if you wanted to have a, a word or two on that, we could. Number one, glad I went as fast as did. Shocking, you know, not having Brent – or honestly, Dylan, too, uh, holding this up. Uh, we're again in a week. Now, part of that is obviously Keith only had, you know, he had 20 players. So he'd sat out for most of it. But even then, like, I think we had another 50 players go 
in a week. That's kind of unheard of. Yeah, that that last day. That last day went one as soon as like Barry bowed out. It was just Alex, Josh, myself, or no, yeah, Alex, Josh, myself, and Nathan, and uh, we were just kind of like pat playing hot potato with (laughs) with the nominations. It went by pretty quick. Like I I would just love to see Barry's reaction when he went to bed and when he woke up like thirty frequency signings later. (laughs) I'm really sad to see that you had CJ Crone for for three for three. Uh, I came in not needing a bat, I, especially a first base bat. At best, I needed an outfield bat because of Mariano. But I really thought Crone, he had a great season. He's, he re-signs with the Rockies, and yet somehow three for three is as high as it goes. Yeah, a so, lot of teams needed some bats, and they just let you pick cool. up. Good one, actually, good one. You had Joshua Haas, who's great for uh, cheap steals and a decent one. A little bit of pop there, and then. Um, I think you got Turner, right? Or did you not get Turner? Yeah, obviously Garcia. Yeah, you got Turner as well. Yeah, obviously okay. Garcia, CJ Crone, and Justin Turner were kind of like my big additions. Yeah, Turner three for six. That's fair. That's a decent run up on you. I don't, I don't love the the three years, but my logic is he signed for this year with a, I think a team option for next year with the Dodgers. So if he moves on for year two, I can just cut him for no cost, and then it's essentially a two year deal. With like a an in my in my eyes like an option for the third year. Yeah, I mean yeah for you yeah for sure. Um, Keith's additions, I was actually surprised and kind of happy to see this. Um, he did not kind of wade through all the different rookies who um, only had like you know a few at bats or a few innings pitched because he could have even with our kind of compromised deal, he could have picked up another 10, 15 guys and just stashed them on his, on his, uh, his, his little minor league roster. He's got some room. So yeah. I was happy to see that he would do that. I like, um, I like some of the, yeah. I like some of the names though. Uh, I guess I didn't realize Kike went for the minimum. Yeah. Kike is a guy who I thought I had my eyes on. Tim Forrest and Hilliard. Uh, I kind of like him this year, maybe, or he would be Garrett Mitchell. Yeah, but both of them, Rockies could be a nice little 2020 upside. Yeah. I I kind of had eyes on Connor Joe, but I didn't think he had enough playing time security that I didn't want to bid on him yeah, officially. We'll he, see what they do with Tapia. I mean, I I, I agree. Yeah, so I was kind of going to wait it out, see maybe like a week or two into the season if it was worth it to make a switch. But and Colton Wong was a guy I was looking at for a second because I can move you know to the outfield if I need. Yeah. I had considered Wong. That's a nice pickup. I had considered Wong. Yeah. I had considered him too, but for my middle infield, I only had one player who could play shortstop, and it was Jake Cronenworth. So I wanted to make sure I used that on a shortstop and not like a second baseman because I still have Cronenworth, Jonathan Scope. Like I was good at second, but I didn't feel I was as good by my shortstops. Or sorry, shortstop. Yeah. And that, that extra eligibility is gold. Yeah. Cumulative all. Yeah, Duvall was a reliever I was kind of looking at, but I just ended up not bidding on him. I think he could be really good. Duvall? Yeah. Are you talking about my outfielder? No. Duvall? Camilo Duvall. D-O-V-A-L. Oh, I see him down there. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of the guy. Never heard of him. Uh, he's made a few appearances on Pitching Ninja, which is how I how I really kind of found out about Corbin Burns. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, it looks like that's a guy that could be sent down for Keith. 
Bailey Ober, I think, has some. I know even Alex's reaction was, I was low-key hope, hoping Ober would make it through for agency so I could stream him. And then I was not kind of in the same same stream of logic there, but it's a pretty good pickup for Keith, I think. Looks like he wants to go on the, the old Mitch Keller ride yet again. Well, uh, good luck, Keith. Like that. uh, it's not fun. <laughs> Kind of had that for a bit. I think you had Mitch Keller for a while whenever you were trying to lose. Yeah, that's kind of, that's so that's Alex actually mentioned that. So his recap was Mitch Keller was my third least valuable player in DSEC last year. He was so bad of a ball I acquired him to aid their tank. Unfortunately, he was so good at being bad that he got sent to the minors. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck, Keith. We're we're hoping hoping for you here. Yeah. And I guess kind of to double back on this because you you let off with this, so I, I had strongly considered extending Crone uh, from last year because financially it made more sense for me to extend him than Adam Wainwright because Wainwright's only playing one more year, and I knew I wanted Crone for multiple years, but in my head I'm like you know I've talked too much about Wainwright that I want I feel like these idiots would bid me up if I let Wainwright go. And I feel I felt like I had less worry about that with CJ Crone, and it looks like that may have been correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked. I, I don't think anyone would have really been on lane right either with the way things went. This was a really, really cheap. Maybe, cheap but option. like, I mean, some of the fir- some of the the first pitchers off the board included Patrick Corbin, Zach Granke, Aaron Savale, and Yusei Kikuchi. Like, I, I think Wainwright could have got like maybe five or six million. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, you say should have been. Um, neither should have Zach Grinky, to be honest. I, yeah, I can Cor- see. I can see Corbin. I can see Grinky. Yeah, Corbin, I don't get. Grinky, I kind of get, but Corbin, I don't. And then the other one here, I guess, is uh, Spencer Strider. You're a Braves fan. Do you know who Spencer Strider is? I had never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of him. He, I, I think Alex's <laughs> tape is correct. You've known him for three years at the minimum. Oh, yeah, and then, it, guy. and then extended it. five years. Yeah, like, you have to have game extensions and contracts like that. Like when you yeah, look at when you look at my extensions, like should Jordan Montgomery have gotten more than two years? Probably, but his initial salary was so cheap that I could extend him for only two and still be below the two two million minimum for three years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's everyone should be thinking like that. I do the same thing with Basley, Basley, whatever. Yep. Uh, the the Seiya Suzuki nom was kind of fun. Yeah, I had thought about um, kind of hopping into that, maybe dropping Kyle Hendricks. Seems like at least push it up a bit, but he would he went the album I had to be forward, which is ex- expected. Yeah, I thought Tom would get him though. Yeah, the second well, he already had a uh, Haseon Kim, so maybe it's good that he didn't. <laughs> Well, that's why I wanted to get him. I thought it'd be exciting to see that. Yeah, see, just see just how much bad money Tom can have on one roster. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but yeah, as soon as uh, Moneybags Paolo came in with the, oh, he's got a cool name and he's Asian. Uh, nobody else did a chance. Somehow uh, that would be at yeah. 12 million a year is just shocking to me. I liked him. I think I was in up to like around 8 million and even that felt a little like I don't like I'm not comfortable with this but like I think there might be enough outside and then it kept going like I, you know it's bad when when Ronnie is 
Like, you know, this picture is too expensive. <laughs> I genuinely hadn't even heard of the guy. Whenever you, I think you nobbed him. I was like, Bar Barry oh? did. Oh, Barry nobbed Yeah. Yep. I, and I'll be honest I here. Really was. Ashby was someone, I was kind of looking at him at the end of the year last year when he was getting some, like, uh, bulk innings in a relief role. And when I was filling out the the best available sheet, like I, I had mainly just gone off whatever ESPN put up for each position. But for relievers, I kind of sorted by a few categories to give more variety. And it, yeah. Ashby didn't really pop up on any of those lists. And I kind of thought, you know, maybe I can just not mention him and I might be able to sneak him in at the end of the draft. But like, that feels a little disingenuous. So I'm going to make sure he's on the list and Barry nominated him the third player. Like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I think I was just confounded that one, he was nominated to that so high so quickly by so many people there was i think four or five people bidding on it for a while yeah and that is like far and away the biggest contract given out we had yeah. he, him at 60 uh mccullers at 40 and then suzuki at 35 for like the three big ones and i love how i know that last year's free agency is boosted by the fact that no one can make pickups during that year but it is incredible that we spent like a third of what, of what we did. Yeah, the, the total the contract on here shows three hundred and ten million, three hundred ten and a half million. Uh, last year, it was over a billion. Yeah, one point oh seven nine billion. <laughs> Amazing. And to be fair, I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Corbin Burns was one hundred and twenty-five of that. That is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a one, two, three, four, five, six. So, yeah, including Birds, because he's one of the first six. The first six players of last year's free agency eclipsed the total contract um, deferment from, not deferment, but the whole total from the entirety of this season. Yeah. That, that's a, honestly, the, the, the first five, the, let's let's even count out, cut out Valdez at six. The first five players are like, you look at those bids and who they went to, and you're like, okay, that makes a ton of sense. Like these are like iconic players with these teams: Brandon Belt and Nathan, uh, yeah. pa Paolo bidding way up on Randy, but just to to knock Nathan out of the bidding. Uh, Spencer being really high on Zach Plesac, thinking he's better than Corbin Burns. And arguing, there's a lot of arguments there. Yeah, going into. that was a fun one. Uh, Brett going all in on James Karinchak, who as soon as the sticky stuff banned. He got sent to the minors because he sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you have me being overly confident and being stupid with how much I spent on Carter Burns. Like, that, that's like a, a first five players that you can look back on in 10 years and it'll just be like good memories. Like, yep, that is, I remember exactly how all that went down. What a fun, what a fun free agency period that was. I think that was good for the league, really, in general. That our first agency period was that with all that talent out there because yeah. it's going to be pretty as we saw with uh, football basketball it's pretty bad otherwise the first few years it usually takes about three to four years before we start seeing good players on the market yeah but, uh, and that, then that baseball was a lot of fun and one of the underrated aspects of that free agency was how upset you kept getting when more and more people kept cutting players to to sign others. Oh my god. <laughs> I think we only needed like 60 players and we ended up having to sign how many? 80, 81. 
81. Like, just, my God. And we were running out of time, too, because so many of these were, uh, you know, expensive players. So they're expensive, but I mean, they've taken a while. And you have Brett and then Dylan. And then I think, um, I think Josh may have been busy a bit yeah. here and there during that time. So it's kind of hard to just get, get everyone to bid in a timely manner. Yeah, the last player that bet or that bet that Brett won was the twenty fifth player, Randall Greechuk. So we went we went like seventy five percent of the draft or the free agency or like not seventy five like fifty five sixty percent of free agency without Brett, and it still took forever. I think next year or for the future, all these future ones, I'm gonna start putting like days next to when we start um, doing like new players. So like. So I mean, we clear on Monday and on Tuesday just to kind of get it. Okay, on. yeah. For sure. Um, what else? Anything else about the that first one? I don't really see anything else that really like stands out to me as being like noteworthy. There were some pretty big uh, reliever contracts. Tom Tom Swinging are missing on everyone. So oh yeah, we can talk about that. Hassan Kim five by seven, just a Sheffield. My favorite part about Sheffield was that somehow he ended up not on Tom's roster to start the year. And like, yeah, no, like I no, just happened to randomly notice that. Yeah, we didn't notice like midway through the year. Like, I even think I messaged Tom like, hey, uh, somehow Sheffield is on your roster, but that's good because he sucks. And then like nobody mentioned it again for like a week or two. But he was just so bad that nobody even noticed. <laughs> uh, who else he had? Amir Garrett, three years, four million. That looked bad at the start. Koei Harihara at three years, two million. Somehow that's an awful contract. <laughs> Santander was probably the best player he signed at five point or five by seven point five, but even that is still an overpayment. And he then was that good last yeah, and then he ended up getting like sloppy thirds on uh, Zach Davies. <laughs> but, I knew Davies stuff. I was not gonna fall for that bullshit. Mitch okay. Garver at least had a decent season, so I was kind of buying into the idea that he could bounce back, and he did play okay, despite being super injured. But Zach Davies is bullshit. I am very upset that that one blew up on me because, and stay with me here, before last year, uh, let's go, starting in 2016, because his first year he only threw 34 innings. He had a 3.970 RA. A 3.90 array, a 4.77, a 3.55, and then a 2.73. Like, I think there's enough there to expect that he can be someone who's not going to strike guys out but not kill your ratios. He put up a 5.78 ERA last year. I think he pitched well for you, too. No, not really. Not really. (laughs) No, he was pretty bad for me, too. Uh, yeah, his ERA was a whole was more than three runs higher than it was in 2020. Well, my signing that year was spot on. I mean, my relief pitcher signing wasn't, but I liked it about him. Winker and Walsh were fantastic, and Pineda was pretty pretty darn good. Um, yeah, really happy about Winker and Walsh for such cheap contracts too, relatively. Yeah, you didn't really particularly have a lot of openings there, but you did. You were very effective. Yeah. I'm just going to do, man. And then you specifically waited on this year's free agency, and you kind of came in at the end and uh, 
picked up on your relievers, right? Yeah, I got a couple of relievers. We'll see how that works. I think it's going to be a revolving door right there. Yeah. Uh, I like McHugh because he has starting pitch eligibility. It's like slotting in there. But, um, you know, Duvall get enough starts, especially with the DH, that I think that's a nice source of really cheap power. Yep. And, then, and of course, my namesake. You have to. I, yeah. I, I think I tried really hard to trade him to you last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I may have picked him up from either you or Tom for a bit, and I ended up dropping him. I think it was me. I know I, yeah, I know I ended up with him. Yeah. It's just, he's actually got pretty good ratios because I think I needed um, my strikeout-to-walk ratio to get better, and uh, he's fantastic for that. Yeah, and then at the very bottom here, that kind of, emphasizes not not just how how little we spent obviously you can look at the totals but like the highest spender was paulo at an average of six million per year per player and like everybody else has a three million on barry and like everybody else is below two yeah i was i was sad to see that so little money was spent but i mean i guess it just wasn't that that great of a, a market overall. Yeah, I mean, outside of like you know CJ Crone, who you were upset that people didn't bid me up on, like who else really should have been been higher? Like, I thought maybe Schwindel would go a bit higher, but I know he's older. He was fantastic last year. He's the reason I actually made the playoffs. <laughs> and then Brandon Crawford somehow just drugged me up there. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Tyler Stevenson, I thought would go for more, given. The position. Yeah. In, uh, Adolis yeah. Garcia, I thought we'd go for more just because of how many home runs he got. But uh, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. I think it's smart. He's only at the minimum, but I thought he'd go for a good deal higher. Yeah, though, those, at least with Adolis Garcia, that was definitely because everybody else is pretty much done. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice pickup. Um, I'm a little bummed that I have to wait for. I guess it's the team's fault for not designated, not designating people being injured. But I have a feeling I'm going to end up forgetting to place a couple of players on some rosters come start of season. I'm yeah, I'm, the, uh, I'm definitely one the of them. Ditch fit. Yeah, the, the Tigers have not put uh, have not put Turnbull on the IR yet. The Braves were really quick to do it with uh, Kirby Yates. So that was kind of fun. Three people for ping alone. I think you just won't Tommy Pham. Who has he even signed yet? I don't know. He is not, which kind of surprised me. An because, underrated player. Yeah, he's not great, and he kind of rolls people the wrong way, and he never hangs around for too long. But I, he, he kind of just figured if he could, if he plays, he's probably fifteen homers, fifteen steals. Yeah. Like, oh well. Oh well. How do you feel about your chances this year? Uh, I think my team's better than last year. I. And this is going to sound really funny, but the fact that I'm not going to be attempting to lose for half the year has to help me, right? You would think. I don't know. That might have been your, like, I think you won, like, almost all of your matchups, at least for the first half of the year or something like that. You were killing it. No, I wasn't. trying not to kill it. It's not that I was, it's not that I was winning. It's that I was losing close. Uh, yeah, and that, yeah. that, that's what drug me to, or sorry, drove me to, to do that, to try to lose because, like, I'm. Uh, way too close. I'm gonna see if I can pull up my schedule. See if I can go back and pull up my schedule from last year. I'm not sure I can. You can. I think you can. Well, no, maybe not because I uh, 
I haven't uh, set up this year yet officially. We're still in draft mode. Yeah, like, I, I need I can... to add keeps uh, people. Okay, it's so like oh, okay, I can actually do uh, individual team schedules. I found it. So yeah, I started okay. off here. Were so I actually lost or tied my first eight matchups, but it was six six five seven four six two five six one four eight four eight five six one and five seven. So it was like so close every single time. <laughs> then I beat Nathan, another four seven one loss, a five six one loss. And then I think that might have been about when I started trying to win. Because then there's an eight four win, an eleven one win, a tie, and then win, 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 loss, win, win, loss, win, win. Oh, sorry, those last are your playoffs. So the, the, the last two wins were both against you and fake matchups. Yeah, I didn't even. I think I did set my lineups, so I guess you could pat yourself on the back for that. Yeah. yeah, so I guess looking from matchup 12 on, that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. That's eight wins, a tie, and a loss over my last 10 matchups. I'm hoping my team does better this year. They, I feel like on paper, they should be better. It should be. Basically 500, but we'll see yeah, we'll see what Loriano does. I'm cautiously optimistic. I feel like I'm going to be a playoff team. And then speaking of, of people who are rostering players who probably shouldn't be rostered, uh, Brendan McKay never was cut last year by you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like his upside. But he, um, so before we came into the free agency period, I actually intended to cut him and cut Hendricks because I felt like I could get if I wanted them, so the plan was to actually cut McKay, reacquire him during free agency, and then send him down because he'd still be eligible. Yeah. But I we had that little break, so I just kind of put it off. And then at the very end, there I was adding everyone else's. Uh, there's like three or four people I turned theirs in. Yet. So I was so obsessed with putting theirs in that I forgot to look at my own team. Ooh. And once we started, I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> so yeah, he'll he'll probably be up until he's cut. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping he gets hurt and I can put him on the IL for good. I mean, there's a pretty good track record of that for him. Well, he got hurt last year, but he got hurt in the minors, which means he can't be from the IL. Yeah. He's just constantly day to day. Well, um, unless he goes on the 60 day, couldn't he? Because if he's on the 40 man, doesn't the 60 day IL open up a 40 man spot? Uh, I don't know. I oh. just know that he was day to day all year last year. Yeah. Hey. You should be a, a pretty strong playoff team or a playoff contender at least, though. You have enough there, especially yeah. especially on offense. I'll, I'll need Bauer to uh, somehow pitch. I don't think it's going to happen. But. Yeah, that's an issue too. I guess I kind of forgot about you having him for a, a moment there. Yeah, he's going to be burning. A, he's going to be burning a spot on my bench. Yeah, Mariano's going to burn a spot on my bench for at least the first three to four matchups, three matchups probably. Kevin Biggio too, probably. Yeah, Biggio sucks. That was really disappointing last year. Biggio, Yelich, and Snell were so disappointing. I'd say they're pretty much directly related to me not making the or me just getting routed there in the playoffs. Although Snell was fantastic in his last like six or seven starts. So yeah. if you can pitch more like that, then I think maybe we have a chance. Yeah. Make some noise. It'll be a fun year, though. I mean, we have Mike coming in, and Mike will be more active than Dylan was. Yeah. Uh, not made a lot of moves to, to get better. Uh, 
uh, Ping willingly got worse, and then he lost uh, uh, Tatis for a few months. So that so kind of sucks. Him, right? We're from Tank. I guess, yeah. I'm really glad Mike is, you know, as much as I love Dylan as a person, I've, got, I've had him in my other league, Battle League, for so long. And I'm not setting his lineups was such a beatdown. Yeah. Such a beatdown. Because I did talk to him quite a bit, I'd say like three or four times. It set him for like a week or two and then he disappeared again. Yeah. And I don't check for availability. Like, I don't check people's teams with any regularity um, at all, really. So whenever someone doesn't set their lineups, I don't, I don't even notice until you complain. Yeah. Or Spencer. <laughs> or Spencer. Well, RIP. Yes, yeah. I, I think Mike will be pretty good too. I, I think he's been on record as saying that's his 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 favorite sport for fantasy. So, yeah, I'm glad to go for football, uh, basketball too. That's that's cool. Me too. I'm, I'm glad he's uh, at least getting into it. Cause he, ass, but... Yeah, because he had said that he wasn't exactly you know super familiar with with a lot of it. But I wish he had been game for fantasy WNBA, but oh well. Well, he added Gary Harris today. Gary Harris has three steals already. Oh, jeez. That's unfortunate. Well, my team is shooting at 29%. <laughs> I was down. I'm at 38% right now because Wiggins, Wiggins was one for 10, but he's now three for 13. Oh, I hate losing basketball. I knew I would. I knew I wasn't going to win at all, but I felt like if my team was healthy, I'd have a chance to at least compete, but this, this, IL, this IR right now, is, it's hurting me physically. That's how, I, that's how I feel about my hockey team, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe I, I pulled out the victory against you, but you were pretty injured. Yeah, not only injured, as I mentioned, five guys. I had four guys get traded <laughs> in one week. Two of the four guys I streamed got traded. That, good news, Nico Dawes has only given up two two goals in two two periods. Oh, that's, 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 that's a that's a stink is, is rubbing off. That is a big step okay. up for you for him. <laughs> yeah. No. Immediately, he's doing so well. Then he's up for his first two games. Yeah. Oof. All right. Well, I've already been on the phone with you for almost an hour and a half. I think we had a pretty good. Uh, basketball preview and review um, for not, not, for, bad, not for, yeah for not having plans to talk about free agency we somehow spent 20 minutes on baseball uh, <laughs> yeah I think that's a it's a pretty good place to to let you go enjoy the rest of your night then and I guess you have oh anything else you wanted to add here or no uh thank you Ronnie oh well before before I guess we hang up then uh Random like fast food question I was seeing, seeing this kind of talked about on Reddit. Are are you a Wendy's guy? Uh, I'm okay with Wendy's. Wendy's nuts are in your mouth. Uh, Alrighty then. Uh, on on that note, uh, let's go to the uh, the trade segment. Hope you guys all enjoy the interview. Uh, as far as trades go, we only have one. At least I think we only have one. If there was more, uh, sorry, it wasn't uh, important enough for me to remember. Um, but we have Kyle Gibson going to Nathan in exchange for a 2022 fourth-round pick from Ping, and that spawns from Nathan uh, underst- not understanding the concept of uh, position limits that you can uh, sign for agents for. 
that was a fun a fun night in free agency. Anyways, Nathan did after all get his guy, so that's uh that's fun. That's good for him. Um, baseball free agency ended. Uh, that was uh, kind of fun too. That went really quick compared to the rest of them. Last year's took like weeks. This one took less than a week. That was um, unexpected to to say the least. I can, uh, as I mentioned here with Chris, we are going to have some some talk on on this more in depth probably next week. But I can at least hit on the uh, the, the final totals here. We had a grand total of eighty one players signed this window. The total yearly salary is $111 million, and the total contract given out is $310.5 million. So a very, very sharp decline from last year's spending for obvious reasons. Um, Alex only had one player. He and Tom, both with one ad, are the, the, the lowest um, spenders total. Um, the highest spenders total... Um, Paulo with $108 million in total contract given out. Um, Ping with $53 million. Me with $38 million. Mike with $26.5 million. Barry with $24 million. And Nathan with $20.5 million are uh, the only people above like $15 million or so on total contracts given out. Keith did have $13 million, but that was split across 21 players, pretty much giving everybody the minimum. Um, the average annual value... Paolo at six million, Barry at three million. That was the average yearly salary for all the players they signed. Are the only two uh, owners above two million? I gave that uh, little tidbit on there with Chris, but I'll leave it there for now. There will be we'll dive into this here, uh, as I said, maybe next week if not the week after. But we'll have I promise some some pretty good uh, in depth free agency discussion. So a little bit of a teaser there uh, for you guys here. So. With that, I think we can probably move into hockey first. At least that's what I have up first here on my uh, on my list of things to discuss. Uh, the matchups last week we had Nathan uh, beat up Kevin nine to two to one. Nathan getting two plus two from Hyman, two plus three from Jesper Bratt, and one plus three from Joel Farabee. And meanwhile, Kevin got two goals, four assists from Matthew Kachuk four assists from Noah Dobson, and two goals, three assists from Patrick Alaine. Uh Alex beat up on Josh 11-1 in a real beatdown. Got five goals, two assists for Lawson Krause, three goals, four assists from Connor McDavid, nine assists from Roman Yossi, two goals, three assists for Tyson Berry, and three goals, three assists from Mitch Marner. He got a goal, or on the other hand, Josh with a goal and three assists each for Adam Fox and Phil Kessel. Two goals, six assists for Kyle Connor, who continues to be a shrewd addition in trade for Josh. And then four assists from Artemi Panarin. Uh, Ping and Tom tying here five to five to two. Nobody wins. Uh, we got a goal and four assists with 36 faceoffs, 14 shots, and nine hits for JT Miller. Four goals and an assist from Brock Nelson. Two goals, two assists from Mika Zabanajad, and a goal and three assists from Mark Scheifele on ping side, while Tom saw a goal and three assists from Matt Duchesne, two goals, two assists from Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, the fourth matchup here, uh, Jared taking out Barry 7-5. We got two goals, three assists, and 39 faceoffs from Leon Dreisaitl. Going three assists with 38 faceoffs from Nico Hischier, and then two goals, two assists from Philip Forsberg. On Barry's side, two goals, three assists for Clayton Keller, 
four goals and an assist from Cole Caulfield, a goal and three assists from Kale McCarr, and then a one-win, 103-save, 2.09 goals against, 0.945 save percentage performance from Alex Nedeljkovic. And then lastly, Chris uh, squeaking by me, 7-5, four assists from Nathan McKinnon, two goals, three assists, and a 28 face-off, 17-shot matchup for Evgeny Kuznetsov. And then four goals and an assist with 13 shots and eight hits from Evander Kane. On my end, I got three goals and an assist each from Valeria Nachushkin and Bo Horvat. Horvat added four, four, uh, 47 faceoff wins. And then a four goal, one assist, four special team points, 18 shots, nine hit outing from Alexander Ovechkin, which is very nice. And four goals and an assist with 10 shots from David Perron. And lastly, uh, I'm going to highlight two goalies here because both my Islanders goalies, Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin, were incredible. They combined for two wins, 101 saves, a 1.69 goals against, and a .953 save percentage. Elite. Uh, taking a look at Barry's five stars of the week. I'm not sure how much Alex paid him, but first star, Mitch Marner of Alex. Second star, Lawson Kraus of Alex. Third star, Roman Yossi of Alex. Fourth star, Alex Ovechkin of me. Fifth star, Connor McDavid of Alex. The three goalies. We have an Alex here, but it's not on Alex's team, it's just Alex Nedeljkovic, who's on Barry's team, UC Saros from Jared's team, and Vitek Vanacek from Josh's team. Taking a look at the categories here, you're going to hear a lot of the same names here. Jeez, 28 goals for Alex, 44 assists for Alex, 292 face-offs for Alex, 247 shots for Chris, 138 hits for Chris, 76 blocks for Chris, 18 defense points for Alex, 20 special teams points for Alex. Six wins for Jared. 234 saves for Jared. A 1.482 goals against for Alex. And a 0.9417 save percentage for Alex. A lot of Alex and Chris in this matchup, period, apparently. Uh, taking a look here, a little look-see at the, uh, the standings. Well, Alex is still out in first place. I am still holding on to second, despite a, a close loss to Chris. Chris is now six games back of me. Yep, we're going to, I guess, go by six for ESPN. We all know how I feel about the true deficit. Uh, we have um, Jared in fourth, Nathan in fifth, Ping in sixth, Tom in seventh, Kevin in eighth, Barry in ninth, Josh in tenth. Josh and Barry now are both over 100 games back of Alex. Uh, Josh slipping down into 10th place this week. Josh is 105 and a half games back. Barry is only 103 and a half games back. That's a a pretty big margin there for those two. Um, We can look now at the schedule for the week. We have 7th place Tom and 2nd place me. 6th place Ping in 4th place Jared. Ninth place, Barry. In first place, Alex. Tenth place, Josh. Eighth place, Kevin. Third place, Chris. And fifth place, Nathan. And lastly, we can uh, touch on basketball. First matchup saw Chris crack nut 7-2 behind 92-44-22 and 22 from the now-injured DeMontis Sabonis. 92-28-37 uh, and 37 from DeJounte Murray. 
91, 20, and 22 with 15 threes from also the now-injured Luka Doncic. Nutt did get 115, 36, and 9 with 12 threes from Carl Anthony Towns. I think his 60-point game was in this matchup period. Speaking of 60, Nutt got 60, 17, and 25 with 9 stocks and 15 threes from the little ball. Uh, second up here, Alex beating Murph, only 5-3-1. to three to one. Thanks for that, Alex. Good for nothing, loser. 122, 20, and 20 with 12 threes from Devin Booker. 88, 23, and 15 with 16 threes from Jason Tatum. While Murph got 101, 39, and 20 from Pascal Siakam. Paolo beat Josh, 5 to 4, behind 123, 32, and 20 from LeBron James. 99, 20, and 18 from the fan-voted uh, value player, Josh Hart. 86, 27, and 42 from James Harden. 80, 17, and 23 from Kevin Durant on Josh's side, along with 77, 21, and 11 from Clarkson, and then a 57-point, 48-rebound week for Clint Capella. Barry whooped up on Tom, 7-2, behind 122, 47, and 15, with 11 stocks from Joel Embiid. 95, 12, and 46 from Darius Garland. 86, 29, and 11 from Kristaps Porzingis. Tom got 83 and 15 with 11 threes from Darius Basley. 82, 37, and 10 with 11 stocks for Evan Mobley. And then 73, 38 in a 63.8 field goal percentage from DeAndre Ayton. Nathan beating Ping 7 to 2. The third of four 7 to 2 score lines on the week. 106, 44, and 28 with 12 stocks from Nikola Jokic. 65, 59, and a 70% field goal from Rudy Gobert. 69, 27, 8, and 13 threes from Laurie Markinen. Meanwhile, Ping only got 102, 17, 19, and 21 with, sorry, 21 three-pointers, uh, that is, from Donovan Mitchell. Mike beating Keith also 72 with 92, 21, and 17 from Shea Gilgis Alexander. 84, 14, and 12 with 10 stocks from Michael Bridges. 76, 14, and 37 from Trey Young. Keefe, only with 86 points and 16 rebounds for Jalen Brown. And lastly, uh, Ronnie taking down Sean 6-2-1 with 84, 18, and 13 with 12 threes from Sadiq Bey. While Sean got 0-1-2 with a 0 field goal percentage from Jared Butler. 5-5-3 with a 40% field goal percentage from Jeremy Lamb. And then 9 points, 7 boards with a 33.3 field goal percentage from uh, rookie of the Year nominee, Isaiah Jackson. Uh, Barry's five stars of the week here. Nikola Jokic of Nathan, Joel Embiid of Barry, Devin Booker of Alex, Mikhail Bridges from Mike, DeJounta Murray of Chris. Taking a look at the categories for the week here, Tom with a 51.557 field goal percentage, Nutt with an 86.27 free throw percentage, Alex with 94 threes, Paolo with 290 rebounds, Barry with 193 assists, Barry with 53 steals, Mike with 42 blocks, Keith with a lowly 23 turnovers, and Barry with 883 points. Taking a look at the standings here, um, it's still going to be Alex out in front as you know you would expect. He went wire to wire, undefeated, didn't lose a single matchup in the regular season. We're going to have Alex in first. 12 and a half games up on Barry, Josh in third, uh, Chris in fourth, Mike in fifth, 
Nut in eighth, Tom in ninth, Ping in tenth, Keith in eleventh, Nathan in twelfth, and the race for last. Sean comes in thirteenth, and Paolo edges him out for dead last by a grand whopping margin of three and a half games. Taking a look at the scoreboard here, we have two playoff matchups this week underway. We have got fourth place Chris and fifth place Mike, third place Josh and sixth place Murph. And in the uh, the main event here, we have seventh place Ronnie and eighth place Nut, ninth place uh, Tom and tenth place Ping, eleventh place Keith and twelfth place Nathan, thirteenth place Sean and fourteenth place. Paolo with Alex and Barry on the bye weeks. And lastly, before I go, we can give one last Roto uh, update here and see who led in what categories. So field goal percentage led by Mike with a 48.3 field goal percentage as a team, Chris at 48.1, and Tom at 47.9 were the top three. For free throw percentage, Mike again with 80.4, Barry with 80.1, and Alex with 79.9. The three-point race, Alex with 1,901, Ronnie with 1,670, and Ping with 1,530. The rebound race, Alex with 6,305, Ronnie with 6,129, and Chris with 5,585. Assists, Josh with 3,996. Oh, so close to 4,000. That's that's a shame. Alex with 3,723. Chris with 3,397. Steals. Alex with 1,065. Josh with 1,012. Chris with 967. Blocks. Alex with a nice even 700. Josh with 639. Barry with 622. Turnovers, Tom with only 1,015, uh, Sean with 1,040, and Nathan with 1,186. And because turnovers are a, you want fewer, they're, they're an anti-counting stat, I will point out at the bottom here we have Alex with 1,874, Ronnie with 1,856, and Josh with 1,749. And then the scoring race, Alex with 17,025, Josh with 15,237, and Chris with 14,768. All right, well, I think I covered pretty much everything there. So with that, we can sign off for the week. Another nice long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the basketball playoff preview. I hope you guys enjoy the basketball playoffs in general. And uh, get ready for baseball because opening day is now just couple weeks away um the nfl draft is coming up so i'll have to get back into uh to football uh shape here pretty soon and then eventually hockey playoffs are gonna gonna start as well so it's gonna be a very very busy time for dsec here shortly so have a, a great rest of your day and i will catch you all next time